Hey, this is Dewey from Pure Pleasure on Jabberjaw Media. I wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon for the show. It's called the Pleasure Seekers Club, and there's two levels. There's the $5 level and the $10 level. And all this is, guys, is to help support the show, help support the cost of putting the show out, um, you know, time spent uh, building the show, hosting costs, travel costs to do the in-person interviews that you guys like so much. Um, it all costs money. And I always try to find the best deal for sure uh, because I do have a day job as well. But having that support on the Patreon is definitely going to help bring more in-person interviews, more travel, more uh, updated uh, graphics, hosting, websites, all that stuff. So, um, And if you like the show, $5 a month or $10 a month really helps out. I know it's kind of uh, an interesting thing with the Patreon when something's already free. Uh, but it is always going to be free. But if you want to support the show a little bit more, I'd absolutely appreciate it. Uh, you can pay either $5 or $10 a month. We'll try to do some special things for the patrons as well as we go. Um, but it's just a way to support the show in a different way. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. That's the most important thing I can ask for. So definitely go over and check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. Once again, that is patreon.com slash Podcast. Sign up today and join the community and help out the show. Keep it growing. And I thank you so much. Hey, this is Blasco, host of A New Level, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. In a new level, I talk with my network of friends and colleagues who have worked with some of the biggest names in music, including Slayer, Pantera, Refused, Rob Zombie, and many more. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Adobe Radio. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you new content every week right here on Adobe Radio. And again, again on iTunes and everywhere else podcasts are available once this show airs. So we are greatly, greatly appreciative to be on Adobe Radio. And we are moving nights, as you're hearing right now on Saturday night. Saturday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. Pacific. Right here on Adobe Radio, you can hear the first run of this show, uh, which then becomes the Pure Pleasure Podcast. After that, on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are available. We are now on Google Play. Uh, We are also on uh, iTunes, like I said. We are on SoundCloud. Pretty much, I mean, Stitcher, anywhere. If you can find a podcast there, you'll find us there. Um, And you can always check out the website on Adobe. Uh, If you go to adobe.com slash shows slash Pure Pleasure, uh, you can listen to the, all of my episodes on there as well if you like to hang out on that site. Um, there's some great music on there as well. So I definitely recommend checking it out at least um, if you get a chance. So all my episodes are up on iTunes. All my episodes are up on SoundCloud. Uh, so full access everywhere and the show is free. And to keep it free, we do appreciate uh, you know any donations that come through on the donate tab on the website, purepleasurepodcast.com. We also have the Amazon affiliate link. And that affiliate link, uh, anything you buy using that link, if you bookmark it, um, anything you buy on Amazon, whether it's a box of cereal or a, you know, a, a, a bike, anything, we get 4% of. Uh, it doesn't cost you any extra, but it definitely supports the show and keeps us going, uh, keeping the show free, keeping the lights on. Um, that'd be really great uh, to get some, some action on there like we have been. And we do definitely appreciate having that uh, coming through every week and, and seeing that. But... Uh, 
My guest today uh, is Jay Sakong from the band Ole. Now, Jay and I have not spoken before this interview, uh, so this was definitely interesting because up to this point, I've done a lot of friends that I've had long relationships with um, on off the road, uh, a lot of inside jokes and funny tour stories and everything else. So I was excited to talk to Jay because I've been a fan of the band Ole uh, for a long time and was really excited uh, when I talked to Natalie about getting them on the show. But I was also excited to talk to someone who I've never talked to before, that I like their stuff and wanted to put it out there. And I know they're doing well, but I wanted to do my part and, and get their name out there. So uh, Jay and I finally connected uh, over Skype and had a great conversation. We talked a lot about, you know, the typical things like, you know, about writing the record, um, found out that he writes a lot of the music, uh, pretty much all of it himself, and then uh, writes the parts for everyone else. And they all come together as one cohesive unit, which was also pretty cool to learn. Um, the music's really dreamy and, and atmospheric and, and really beautiful. And, and I think everyone's really going to enjoy hearing that now. And we also got into some fun stuff. I found out Jay, um, does commercial work for, uh, big companies where he can play around with music that, uh, as a musician, you, in a certain kind of music, you don't necessarily want to play but you like to mess around with like there's always been a time a metal dude has come in to practice space when there's a keyboard and he starts playing some dance beats or something just to be funny jay gets to do that for a living as well on the side from ol so that's also fun to know so i wanted to get into that with him a bit um which we did so i think you're really going to enjoy this interview uh, and i really appreciate you guys listening week to week uh peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website we are also available on Adobe's website under the live shows section. Uh, and we are on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Twitter is at pod peer pleasure and Instagram is at peer pleasure pod. So definitely hit us up on there. Uh, peer pleasure pod at gmail.com is the email. If you want to send me comments uh, or questions or guest ideas or just tell me to fuck off like it <laughs> either way. I mean, it's awesome getting mail from you guys and hearing your thoughts on the show. So, Without further ado, let's get into the episode with Jay Sakong from Ole. so sorry dude no problem at all man <laughs> it's just how it works sometimes it's uh it's it's a, a non-stop hustle because it's trying to get two people together at the same time is is hard enough especially on different coasts and and everything else but uh i'm stoked to have you awesome. on the show man dude what kind of microphone are you using you sound like james Earl jones with that bass oh thank you uh it's a blue yeti oh yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man it's in and i'm getting over being sick as well so my voice is about an octave lower than it usually is oh yeah you got that macy grayness to it I yeah like it. <laughs> well, well thank I, you, I just, so I, I also have a bit of grogginess to we'll both sound like uh 50 year old man on this interview <laughs> excellent man and so you guys uh so uh the band is ol and uh yeah. it's is it sakong Yep. Okay, so Jay Sakong uh, from Ole on Equal Vision Records uh, with me today on the Peer Pleasure Podcast. Uh, you guys are over in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, our violinist, although from Jersey, lives in Brooklyn now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wanted to pay a little more for rent. <laughs> yeah, right, I guess. <laughs> well, well, uh, well, awesome. So so I wanted to know a little bit uh, about you to get started um, 
you know, I'm a fan of the band, but I know not a whole lot about you. So, um, where did you grow up? Um, I actually grew up in Central Jersey, like uh, Woodbridge area, Middlesex County, like suburban Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, actually, um, most of us did. Well, the, the three out of five of us did, but uh, yeah, suburban Jersey, that's me. Okay. Right on. I I love New Jersey. I the first time we went out there on tour, we I, the one thing I noticed is everyone said awesome instead of awesome. And it was <laughs> it was just like in a movie. It was like walking into a movie set. I was like, "We're well, instantly on yeah. the East Coast." Like I think we came from Ohio or something. We did a long stretch where we were away from other people for a long time and then got out of the van and there it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, the more I drink, the more my awesome comes out. Excellent. <laughs> man uh so and and how did you first get started into music did you did you play from an early age or did you kind of come into it later yeah um well like like most korean kids uh my parents like made me take piano lessons um which i've always loved music but hated when i was younger i sort of hated the aspect of being forced to uh learn piano but um so uh but Finally, they they let me quit um, later on because they just knew how much I hated it. And then, as I feel like as soon as they let me quit, I like went to the piano and was just like, "Oh wow, this is a really cool instrument." And so, <laughs> so I actually really am happy that they that they made me uh, in hindsight. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's a good foundation instrument for. It is yeah. All the notes are just like laid out in order. Um, you know, there's like the multitasking aspect to it. So if you want to get into drums, which I actually did, uh, I went from piano to drums, and that was like sort of my first rock band experience was uh, being a drummer for a while. And uh-huh. uh, and then um, after playing drums until I was like, I feel like I was 16 when I sort of really wanted to get into the melodic side of music, and and, um, and plus it just looks cooler holding a guitar, right? So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I would have my friends just like, whichever friends did play guitar, I would have them teach me like random chords here and there. And I feel like my first music lessons on guitar was just very much like through friends. And uh, and we didn't have YouTube back then. Or maybe, yeah, no, I don't think we did. And so a lot of it was just um, learning through people, just trying to figure it out with my ear. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And, and it's funny because... I, I always loved drums, and I, I I didn't play drums for a while because I I couldn't. I just figured like, it's like, I thought it would be like riding a bicycle. Like I won't play drums for a year, and then I'll sit behind a kit, and it'll be like as natural as breathing. I just couldn't possibly imagine sitting behind a kit and not being uh, completely comfortable. But um, sure enough, like after a year of just like not touching the drums, I, I sat behind the kit, and like first thing to go was my footwork. Like I I just. It, it was completely, uh, it was horrible. So I, I think I just let it go at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, I mean, that's an interesting, interesting route to take where you just kind of cycled through a bunch of stuff all at once. And, uh, um, I, I learned play to, to play, uh, to play by ear as well. Um, yeah. and I can't, I couldn't read music to save my life. Couldn't do this day. And that was something that I felt. Do you, do you, uh, have any abilities that way as far I know you taught yourself a, a lot of things besides piano but can you read music on other instruments so um I completely forgot how to how to read music uh on piano and all other instruments and it's kind of uh it's a big regret of mine because I, I feel like um as cool it is to say that you know that we can uh just pick something up by ear or learn something by ear whenever I'm like learning a song um I sort of like learn my version of the song. I might, I, I'll miss little like diminished notes here and there. Uh, it'll be like the dumbed down version of whatever I'm trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm just picking up by, by ear, usually, and uh, and I feel like whenever you learn a song, you kind of like add to your arsenal. Um, and you know, I feel like I would have a much bigger arsenal if I if I was able to just read sheet music and be like, oh wow, this is exactly what they did and. And uh, cool, I would never thought to do that. Let me add that to my arsenal. Yeah, and you guys have you guys have some string uh, arrangements too. So you're kind of set up for that, where you don't have to necessarily bring in someone else to do these parts and have you know transcribed music 
uh, of your own stuff. You kind of lucked out there where you you already have it within the band. So, um, yeah. So what I do, what we do there is like uh, when I write like a string part, uh, I usually record everything on like Logic. Um, and so when I do that, it's all just MIDI, right? It's all just uh, played on the keyboard and. And so uh, within Logic, there's a program that transcribes MIDI into uh, notes, you know, on on a, on a scale. So um, I could just send Jane, because Jane uh, does, our violin player, she does know how to read music, and she's very comfortable with it and actually prefers uh, to, to just to read it. Um, so I'll just send her that sheet music that I have no idea <laughs> how to write myself, but just like, you know, the, the program turns the MIDI into it for me. That's crazy. I didn't know that it did that. It's like that Google Translator or whatever. You can type in whatever and what language you want it to go to, and it just <laughs> pops it over, and you can copy it and text it or something. Or Yeah, yeah. Except, like, yeah, the, those Google Translators, I feel like, never quite... <laughs> we we always get, like, um, messages from, like, other, like, countries or, uh, or, or like, posts where, like, when I hit that Google trans, Transcribe button, it always turns into a really funny message. And it's like... <laughs> It's almost like cute, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the sim- like the kind of uh, like the things that get lost in translation. I don't know. Um, like, I, I, like one of the messages I remember was like from Japan, and like it translated into like your music is a coming of my heart or something like that. <laughs> and I was, it was like beautifully poetic. <laughs> it is. Like, I'm sure this probably doesn't sound as strange, you know, in in the way that they're saying it. That's incredible. That. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make that up either. Like you can't, you can't just sit there and 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 come up with that. Even the greatest poet couldn't sit there and do that. All they needed was Google. And yeah. I, I mean, it's prophetic. It's awesome. That'll, that'll be the next like concept record. <laughs> it'll be like, just poorly transcribed um, li- lyrics. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about about how all got together and. Uh, how that all started for you guys as far as as far as coming together and and uh kind of your journey to where you are now yeah um well so i was coming from a um another band that i mean that that was the first band uh it was a band called delft where i was singing and so once that sort of fell apart i was like all right let me just get a group of people that i just like right because i knew that the music that i wanted to make um i knew that you didn't have to like shred on your instrument to play it. Sure. It's more about, um, do you want to play, you know, um, like a, a band like Mogwai or like Sigur Rós, like it's not that they kill it on their instruments, but they just have the patience and um, the vision to play it. And so I knew that finding people with similar vision was more important than finding people that were just really uh, prolific with their instruments. So, um, uh, so it kind of makes sense that I ended up being in a band with like my favorite people in the in the world. It's uh-huh. like the uh, the all star cast of awesome people. Um, but so I I knew Ryan from high school. Ne- never really talked to him, but um, in high school, but just like connected with him later on. Um, and Ryan's our drummer. And I met same thing with Nunzio. He went to my high school. Never really really talked to him, but mm-hmm. we kind of connected later on. And uh, Seamus, I went to um, this uh, audio Institute of Audio Research, this like uh, engineering school, and I just like met him on the train, and we would just like talk about music. And um, it's funny because I asked him to join the band without even hearing him ever play, but like just the you know like sometimes the way people just talk about music, you know that. Um, uh, you, you kind of know that everything's going to be okay. I, I don't know if that if that's ever happened to you, where you just can trust that this person will know what they're doing. And um, and Jane, uh, I've known since I was a little kid. We like our families would go to the same church because we both like grew up Catholic, uh-huh. although not Catholic anymore. Um, and so yeah, so Jane, I've known the longest since, since I was a little kid. Okay. And you guys just started, and you started. So you write you write the majority of the songs or all the songs, I guess. Uh yeah okay and so how does that work with you guys as far as as far as songwriting when you were starting out did you have a a, a group of songs already or did you kind of just get together and hash out ideas? Um yeah no we uh, so usually I'll um it's almost like pre production where um I'll just record a song on Logic um and and then I'll like send out 
um, different mixes to the different band members where, where their instrument is the loudest so that they could learn their parts um, and then just sort of bring it into rehearsal and and we'll just play it together and if there's anything that they want to tweak on their own part you know um, it's usually for the best so uh, so it kind of works out that way it's it's terribly like unromantic to, <laughs> to explain it that way like I'd love to say that like we just get in a room and like bro like it just happens uh -huh. it's, like, it's magic just happens but like um, <laughs> but no it's uh it's usually yeah I, yeah because um I, I've been in bands where we just sit in a room and just cycle something a million times over and then at the end of the day it's just like trying to polish a turd or something or yeah. you know trying to make something work just because of how much work you've already put into it like a bad poker hand but uh but um yeah no I, I just because for me I, I want to make music that um, I really enjoy listening to. Mm -hmm. So, um, so if I could just record something, sit back and be like, okay, this is, um, you know, I like this or I'm, I'm proud of this. And, uh, that's something I want to work with. Okay. So you, so you write everything. So you write, you write, uh, you know, all the different parts and then, and send them out. That's interesting. There's, you know, the two schools of thought on that is, you know, some people look at bands and say, well, you know, that band was, was amazing because it was those, four or five people together. If one of them left, it would not be the same. And then there's the other one that there's one person in the band that, that has the vision and, and you know, the music happens because they're in that room, but it's not necessarily um, needed. Like it, like if something happened, something happened where, you know, someone had a baby and said, I can't do it anymore. You guys could continue and the songs would sound, would sound similar to what they do with you guys as, as a band now. Versus, well, do you yeah. feel that way, or do you? Since you're do, you're coming I, from that school, yeah, I, I do feel like if one of us was missing, it would sound very different. Um, maybe not uh, compositionally or structurally, but mm -hmm. I mean, um, you know, just Seamus is a much uh, better guitarist than I am, and he has a certain touch, uh, and it sounds better, and uh, and <laughs> when I'm writing his parts, I'm like, I'm literally like playing two seconds of it and then like readjusting my hand and then playing the next two seconds and then it's like very much like chopped up and it sounds horrible but it's okay because it's not for anyone to hear it's just for him to to f figure out how to make the mad you know whatever I did into uh into reality and so you know I couldn't play his parts uh you know um and and, and also there's there's other roles that I feel like are so important with this band besides just the playing aspect, like the personalities and, um, and, and like someone like our bassist Nunzio, um, you know, he is like the dad of the band where like, he's always just like taking care of everything, uh, on like the sort of like business side and, um, and, uh, always just like level headed. There's, I do feel like this band would be very different if one of the members, uh, was like switched out. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And more of a, more of a, um, uh, I, I see what you're saying. Cause, cause you know, some people are a little heavier handed or, um, you know, yeah. just, just make things, make things sound the way you do. Even if you're writing everything, it still sounds the way it does because of those people individually. Yeah. And also like how, where would I find another group of people that would like be so hmm, like, like, uh, I don't want to say selfless, but like would would be willing to just trust me on on this, like to be like, all right, like you want to like most people would not be okay with me like writing, um, you know the parts for them or, um, I don't know. I just feel like I really lucked out with this group of people. I I don't you know, you know what I mean? Like I I don't I don't think I would be in a band <laughs> where where someone else was like writing writing my parts for me. Yeah. And I, I totally understand that, and, and uh, I, I've talked about it, I think, before on an earlier episode, but I, I know Omar from uh, Mars Volta and, and that whole group, I read that he would write the parts, but he would, he would teach them to the players, and then, but they wouldn't be able to hear the whole group together until it was done. So they oh, just really? played their parts, That's not knowing where it's fitting or why. I mean, they're playing, obviously, to a click track, but yeah. 
to do it that way so they get a like a completely encapsulated performance of their own part and then they don't hear it till the album's done or the the mix is done i thought that was crazy yeah i mean i guess if you're a guy like that where you know he's such a maniac that um you you i would definitely trust him right like i would definitely be like oh you want me to um fart into the pickup like okay i'll do it um and i bet it's gonna be awesome um but you know, one of the reasons why I record everything on Logic and then send it out is just so I could be like, instead of being like, guys, trust me, this is all going to work out. It's just so I could be like, okay, well, this is what it sounds like altogether. Mm-hmm. If you like it, we could we could do it. And if not, also, like, you know, if they don't like the songs, then, um, you know, we don't do them. I mean, that's, you know, for sure. That goes without saying. So they get to hear how it all comes together. And, uh, uh, yeah, so there's, I guess there's less of a leap there. Okay. Yeah, I see that 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 magic moment when they finally get to hear everything done and and uh, it all makes sense. This is this is cool that it's more of a, a democracy still, um, you know, with one one big vision and uh, and then everyone else filling that vision, you know, getting it completed. And that's that's got to feel good once you hear the record all done and and they hear it too and and uh, hear all those ideas come together and and uh, really make something special. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's it sounds weird, but it is definitely um, a democracy. I mean, um, if it ever got to a point where, you know, um, someone wanted to do something other than, I mean, everything comes down to a vote, really. I'm mm-hmm. just really lucky where we've just sort of been in agreement with most things. Yeah. And how did you guys get, uh, how did you guys get hooked up with EVR? Um. I think just like different people have been hitting up EVR about us. Like, uh, um, I'm really good friends with this producer, Will Putney. Uh, um, and I know he's friends with Dan from EVR, so he's been hitting them up. We have a friend, Dan Moder, like just different people have been hitting up, them up throughout the years. So finally, they uh, Dan came out, uh, Dan Sanshaw from uh, EVR, he mm-hmm. came out to the show. And then after the show, he just invited us out for dinner, and uh, and we sealed the deal. We started going steady. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> was that the only label uh, that you had coming your way at the time, or did you have other labels courting you, or or uh, was it um, just EVR hit hit you up? Yeah, we, we did have um, other smaller labels, um, and uh, you know nothing that we ever took. Nothing that we actually like truly thought that we were gonna go with, but when when we heard EBR was interested, it was like there was no there was no like question that we would, you know, be down with that. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic fantastic label, and, and Dan is is good people. He's he's uh, you know always been there for us in any endeavor we've done, and even though we didn't go with EBR, which was the biggest mistake of our life. Uh, he, it was, you know, here's more money, here's more money, and we took it instead of yeah. saying, here's here's a family. <laughs> we uh, went the complete opposite direction, and Dan was still at every show and every everywhere. You know, if we needed advice, we could call him up. Um, you know, even to, to this day, how I got connected with Natalie was through Dan after I hadn't probably talked to him like eight years, maybe longer, and he's like, whoa, dude, how you doing? You know, yeah, and, and uh, you guys made a, a good choice there. Um, Who did you guys uh, end up going with? We went with Fearless. Okay, okay. Um, we were on Rise Records first. Uh, Fearless bought our release off of uh, Rise before it came out, um, and then because Rise was still tiny at the time, and and uh, um, you know, I remember arguing over a thousand dollars to master our record, which they didn't want to master it because it cost too much money. And now Rise Records is, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it's, is it's, where it is. But I've always thought that like being on a record label, I went into this actually thinking that like um, uh, that there would be a bit of butting of heads, and uh, you know, I, I I went into it thinking that whole thing of like artists versus you know business, and um, but it's just been so weird with how easygoing they are and how okay and trusting they are with uh, the things that. We do so much to the point. Okay, so I don't even I don't know if I should be saying this, but like yesterday, literally happened yesterday. We're like, um, I want uh, we're thinking about what song to do our next music video for, and and I had a particular track in mind that wouldn't really make for a good single, but would really go with the 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 concept of the, of the video really well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so they they said, you know, we prefer if you did this song because it'd make a great single. And they're right. And um, and like I kind of like got into that mode where I'm like, no, but this, you know, it's for the art, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then uh, and then so um, so then I ended up saying like, okay, fine, we'll go with the single. And then they and then they ended up saying, you know what? If it's if you feel that strongly about it, we'll we'll go with the song that you want. And then and then here I am realizing that they're right that like no like it's better to put out the song that would make a, you know the, the next single so I ended up like almost like in a reverse psychology being like no you know what like you're right and yeah like <laughs> that's why we have you I mean like that's why we uh, that's why I trust them you know yeah um, so that right there saying that right there that's why you trust them that's something that I know they don't take lightly. And it's something you're you're really hard to find in this industry where where you know money doesn't trump everything and and uh, you know because they know you know it, they want to keep you happy of course but you're also helping them out as well in this climate where you know people don't buy records anymore it's really a struggle for labels I mean having that relationship uh, and those those uh, foundations is really what's going to help them stay relevant and stay around, you know, uh, something they've been doing before when people were buying records. They were exactly the same way. And like yeah. you said, they knew you knew what you wanted to do, but they, you know, they had to put their yeah. say in there. And even while I was arguing my point, I, I was like saying, like, I get why they want this because it makes all the sense in the world. And then I'm like, wait, it makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> why am I not listening to them? And uh and so, yeah, they ended up giving me the freedom to go with my original choice. But it's, uh, but hey, when you're right, you're right. And um, and plus, it's, it's their money. I mean, yeah, you know, if I wanted to go make this dumb like art project on my own, like I, they would absolutely probably let me. And uh, but uh, I'm asking them to, you know, invest and in, and uh, the, the smarter investment would be uh, their, their choice. You know, so yeah, yeah absolutely. And so. So with the uh, the newest record, Dear Me, you you produced that, right? Um, yeah. Okay. How did that How did that come about? I want to I want to hear a little bit about how uh, you know going from the initial vision of the songs to recording them and being, I mean, you're you're all in with this. So how did that recording process go for you guys? And kind of kind of walk me through that if you can. Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, so you know the band called Gates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Kevin Dye, who's a singer of Gates, I, I got him on board to engineer. Um, and so we rented out this beautiful space called uh, Audio Pilot in uh, New Jersey. Uh-huh. And we had like, I think we like booked out like a month to uh, to make this record. And so we like mapped out, you know, <laughs> like uh, how long each section would take and blah, 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 blah. And it, it was, we knew it would be um, like a hustle. Like we had to really cram everything in and... Uh, but somehow we made it happen, and during the process, I realized that Kevin was doing more than just engineer work. You know, he was making really cool suggestions uh, when it came to um, mic placement, and I know that that sounds like engineer work. But the the create it, it was so much on the creative end, and, the, and and I felt like it would affect this the sound so much that it's like, okay, you're no longer just an engineer. I mean, you're clearly like co-producing this with me. So, um, so yeah, he, uh, he ended up being a co-producer on it and, and, uh, somehow we, we, <laughs> somehow we made it happen. It would just be me and him like in the studio 24 seven. And then, um, cause I freelance. So I sort of have the uh, freedom to do that to just take a month off and and just dive into this where the other members uh they do have more normal normal jobs so they would come in to do their parts and then it was like this like rotating uh cast um throughout the month and yeah okay and so you said you freelance what do you do on the uh, for your your day job uh i make music for commercials really Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me about that. That's pretty awesome. What kind of yeah. stuff do you do? Like it, it, anything? Like uh, yeah. insurance to Doritos? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, um, pretty much. It's uh, um, sorry, my brain's not working right. I, I, I woke up about fifteen, twenty minutes ago, but uh, but yeah, um, I'll do anything 
pretty much that excites me. Um, I'll get an email that says, here's the job. Are you in or are you out? And there's a great freedom in that with, with being like, you know, I have this and this and this coming up. I'm out or absolutely I'm in. And, um, and yeah, so far I've done stuff like um, JCPenney to like KFC to Ford. Uh, yeah. Really? It's, it's been fun, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that yeah, seems like the, the coolest job in the world for a musician. I mean. Yeah, I get to like flex certain musical muscles that maybe I wouldn't even get to flex uh, with, you know, with my own uh, music. And I'm not going to lie, making um, pop music or shitty like bro music like rock music like it's fun to make it really is i just you know i i wouldn't slap my name on it yeah so i get to do that i get to um i get to have fun and and do that stuff and and sort of remain anonymous you know Uh so i really like that and uh i've made some uh I never <laughs> had an opportunity to make some EDM tracks, which I never thought I, I would. Uh, oh, really? Okay. But, yeah, and that's and that's a lot tougher than people realize as well. Just the sound design aspect of that. You know? uh-huh. Yeah, I think people are confused there on when they see a you know a DJ turning knobs. I mean, it's or pressing play on their laptop, as they say. But um, well, I mean, so yeah, with that, like all the hard work is is done by the time they're on a stage, and they're. At that point, they are just pressing knobs, and it is as dumb as people probably think it is. But, um, but they don't realize that a lot of hard work went into it in the studio, you know, uh, to to get those sounds. At least the good ones, you know. There are people that just take like preset sounds, or they just buy sample bundles and just sort of uh, throw that all over the place. But, um, but yes, yeah, someone has to like come up with these uh, these crazy sounds, and it's sort of not my strong suit, but. Uh, but doing tracks like that, it makes me, um, you know, work those muscles with, uh, like, just, like, sitting on a synth and just, like, you know, um, just trying to get something out of it, you know, by turning oscillators and, and crap like that, yeah. Yeah, and it also helps kind of bleed the demons out as far as little ideas that come in. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> you can make money to to do things that you're not necessarily, you know, would ever put out there with your name on yeah, it, which is awesome. Like there's definitely little things that like I come up with that like I'm like okay this is cool and then I'm like no this is like too cheesy like even I have to draw the line so I could put that cheesy whatever into uh, into a commercial and and still feel like I I got to like you know use it in some way. It's like the if YouTube commenters could actually push a monetize button on their comments and <laughs> the anonymous <laughs> the anonymous people there they're like yeah no this is yeah that's awesome and uh, so you how long have you been doing that? Um, I feel like I've been doing this for about five, four years, five years, something like that. Shit, man. You could do that on the road even. Yeah. You know, I tried and, um, it's a lot tougher than I thought. Uh, mm-hmm. cause, um, it just, cause on the road you're in a van and, um, for the most of the, for the most part you're in a van and you need like internet connection and, and plus just like staring at a screen while you're in the van is like nauseating. Yeah. Oh Yeah. So it's tough. So Plus, when, I like the experience of like being on the road and hanging out with my friends, and 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 I sort of have to like disconnect myself from from everyone uh, when I do that. So yeah. sure, yeah, that's, I mean that's time you'll never get back to, I and mean, that's the some of the best days of your life. Like the, um, do you guys uh, do you guys sleep in the van, sleep at people's houses? Do you guys do hotels? Well, uh, most nights we'll do hotels, but when we can find a place, we'll you know, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely use it. Sure. God, I, I totally sound like a guy that like has not toured much, huh? When I'm like, yeah, I just want to hang out with my friends. <laughs> no, that's exactly what touring. That's exactly what touring is. Like that's the. But the I'm thing. not a point yet where I'm like, God, like I just need to get away from these people. <laughs> no, no, because it's 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 that's one of the the things I feel lucky about too is having so many bands that just made it seem like a family atmosphere. Like we were at the point where we were on like three dollar a day budget in the beginning you know, where we'd come up with creative ways to make full meals out of $3 at McDonald's to, you know, buying, going out with some bands that were like, Hey, let's just go to the dollar store, buy a bunch of stuff and we'll put it together. Hey, you got Mac and cheese. You got chili. Let's mix it together. You know, (laughs) staying at people's houses. It's just an adventure. And it's a, it's a career that you technically don't need to grow, ever grow up. 
And that's yeah. awesome and also detrimental, I think, to a point where a lot of times on tour, I I found that you, I would feel like I was just kind of spinning my wheels, like I was having a blast. But I was just, I'd come home and people were like, what did you do? You know, uh, you know, the last couple months, uh, I just graduated college or I just had a baby. I was like, oh, I just played, you know, a bunch of shows. And yeah. uh, people always envied what I was doing and I always envied what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Do you get I, that I, same feeling? For sure. And um, yeah, it's it's almost like, God, I would hate to, I'm going to get criticized for, for making this comparison, but it's almost like some like very, 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 very small version of like PTSD where you're like coming back and everything seems like uh, it doesn't mean as much to you as, as you'd like. And yeah. I'm just sort of waiting for that next, for the next time I go back on the road and everything in between is just like this like waiting period. And I just heard um, Bruce Springsteen on uh, Mark Marin's podcast. Uh-huh. And and he sort of was talking about uh, a similar thing, and he's dealt with it a lot more than than I have, and probably more than I ever will. But where you know he's coming back as this like version of himself uh, that's like slightly different than the version that left, and the world around him. It, it was just it was, he had a really tough time sort of dealing with people and dealing with himself um, when he got back from the road, mm-hmm. and just like everyday life and the mundaneness of it, but. Yeah, you know, um, that's true. That like you, you, you sort of uh, you don't have to grow up when you're <laughs> when you're on the road, and it kind of like stunts you. And and then so when you get back into the real world, um, you know, you're sort of uh, handicapped. Yeah, I I view it as like there's that whole thing where you, you know you go to prison for a long time, you're institutionalized, you yeah. you're not able to function in society. I think. The fact of of what you guys are doing, and you know everyone else who's touring, that, that what you said with with the boss uh, talking about how he you know had trouble coming back into society, you get such a clear picture of other things on the road uh, that you don't see anywhere else because you see, I mean, you watch the news. This happened in uh, North Dakota. Well, I was just in North Dakota, and it's exactly the opposite of that. You know. Um, yeah you get this perspective that is priceless but at the same time when you come home i i see it as actually having your eyes open that you were actually institutionalized at home that you're huh. actually noticing it when you come back and saying wow i was in a rat race you know i wasn't in prison but yeah. my life is a lot more structured here than it needs to be and i think that, that having those blinders pulled off is important from time to time and i think it's a really priceless thing uh, that I wish everyone got to experience, you know, graduate high school, you know, here's, here's a thousand bucks, go take this car and just go find yourself for a month. You know, right. I think it's important. And, and I don't think enough people experience that travel and meeting people and getting a expanded worldview. Everyone's so just locked in their, in their day to day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially like suburban, uh, suburban Jersey. I, I definitely feel that where, you know, people have never left their hometowns, let alone, you know, their states, let alone their countries. And, uh, yeah, if you and I ever run a country, we'll do like a mandatory post-high school travel the world. Seriously, like a government-funded month-long walkabout. Like, I think yeah. it would change the world. And I, you know, the amount of stories you gather, the yeah. communication skills... The, and when you leave for Europe with 20 bucks in your pocket for a month and a half, you really find out what you're made of and that you're able to, you know, uh, get through things, you know, in a way that you can't teach. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's know. one of my favorite things about traveling is like, you know, obviously there's uh, the, the places that you see uh, and um, the beautiful views and blah, blah, blah. But the, my, one of my favorite things about traveling is just the people that you meet and um, just, you know, going to Thailand and like seeing their view on life and how they prioritize things. There's little things that like, I feel like, again, like adding to the arsenal where I'm like, wow, this is like, I really like this about your humanity. And let me add that to my arsenal and try my best to bring it back home with me and try my best to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to not, not have those things fade as, as your life goes on. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, different people and in, in different places it's like there's there's just so much to to uh, to add on to your own 
personality and, and humanity from that. Exactly. It's like a battle jacket. Like you just throw it in there and the, the, you think about, think about how hard it was back in the day for these explorers that went out and come back and say, guys, this is how it is. Try to convince people of that, you know, where people still think the earth's flat today. Like right. it's, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, do you, you hear know, that dog barking in the background? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry about that. That's no, it's no problem <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> should I, should I let it, should I let him in or? Oh, it doesn't, it, it's up to you, man. It's not, it's not terribly distracting at all. I, I, uh, you know, it's happened before a lot of times, like, especially when you're at home, uh, that stuff happens, but, um, I, I think she stopped. I think we're cool. <laughs> yeah. We've had, that'll be the second, maybe the third dog we've had on the podcast. But <laughs> we, the very first episode, uh, with Andrew from fall of Troy had his, his dog sitting on my lap. Uh, oh. we were in his house and, and, uh, yeah. yeah so it's just want to be heard. <laughs> so, so you're doing the commercial thing. You're doing the old thing. Uh, you guys just got back from a tour. Did you, were there any big things you learned on this last tour about the band or yourself that, that really uh, resonated with you on this last run? Um, yeah, there's definitely, um, things, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we're all, we're all different people at the end of the day with our different personalities and, um, just learning how to deal, you know, cause we're, I'm like, I'm so close to these people that sometimes I like don't respect the boundaries, um, the way I should, uh, for example, if I, if, hmm, yeah, if, if I think something's wrong, I have a habit of like being like, no, what's wrong? Like, let's talk about it. Blah, 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 blah. Uh -huh. And sometimes that's not everyone's way of dealing with, with something. And sometimes all you need to do is just let it alone for like, you know, 15 minutes, just chill. And, um, just learning how everyone likes to sort of deal, um, with conflict, you know, it's just so, I, and I have a way of sort of like imposing my way of dealing with conflict on others. And, um, and, you know, definitely, uh, this tour, I learned a little bit of that where, um, just like, yeah, just how to deal with everyone individually as different people in their own way, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's a valuable lesson. I mean, the, the, I mean, everyone handles things differently, like you said, and, and when you're trapped in a, in a box like that, and yeah. someone just wants to be left alone. It's it's uh, you know you learn pretty quick. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, and another thing I want to touch on here, uh, we have a few minutes left, so I wanted to, I want to talk about um, the covers you do on YouTube. I I watched a bunch of those um, as I was you know prepping for this interview because I I would just kind of you know look around. I uh, and I saw that's why I brought up is there an instrument you don't play because you play so many different things. Um, and kind of what your main influence has been um, the last few years as far as music goes. Because you have a very a wide variety of covers you're doing uh, from some pretty amazing bands. And I'm wondering uh, what really inspires you, uh, you know, in the last year or two. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Uh, and and I, I, feel like, I feel like I've become that old man that... Uh, that listens to what they've listened to for the last 10 years. And I've sort of like, I feel a bit of like, um, I feel like my, my musical intake has been stunted a little bit and I really need to do something about that. But, um, yeah, I haven't really gotten into, uh, any bands in particular in the last, you know, in the last year or so, um, nothing really new, just, you know, like my obvious, there's the obvious influences of like Sigur Rós and Radiohead and that. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I've said this before, but I always sort of look to uh, like old, like Nat King Cole songs or Etta James songs for string arrangement. Like the way they, their strings will interact with the main melody. And it's almost like a, a secondary vocal, the way they like duet with each other. Mm -hmm. Um and so I, I love those, you know, tracks and just also just the, the songs and sound of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can't, it's funny. It, I'm like, I'm, I'm completely part of the problem with when it comes to listeners <laughs> these days. Like my attention span is so short, everything's so available and I could so easily find an amazing band because there are so many amazing bands out there uh, yeah. it's definitely not a case of you know not, there not being enough good music 
um, it's just uh, I've just been spoiled, I guess. Yeah. You, know, you I haven't remember... gone down the Spotify rabbit hole where you do related <laughs> artists for an hour and a half and just keep so, going. <laughs> my problem is I'll find a song on Spotify that's and it will move me and it will be amazing. And for some reason, I, my next step is not to go see everything else that this artist has done, which is what I should do mm-hmm. and which is what I used to do. Um, and I, I remember buying CDs and like, w- you know, without ever knowing what it would sound like and sometimes you'd buy a shit cd and so like i remember like making myself enjoy this shit cd to to some extent because i paid money for it so i mean there's a case where like i don't even like what i'm hearing but i'm investing into it um let alone you know now which is like i hear something great and i don't even take the time out to uh to dive deeper but yeah that needs to change I, i definitely need to you know um uh, find out about some of these amazing artists that I'm hearing. Yeah, it, and and that's something that uh, that's something you can definitely definitely jump into, and and plenty of time on the road to check out new music and stuff like that. As far as those long drives and everything else, and, and yeah, uh, well, it's funny we do a lot of podcasts on the road. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I so wish we, I had podcasts when I was touring. <laughs> yeah, no, it helps so much because sometimes the last thing you want to do after a night. Of, you know, night after night of, of playing music is to listen to more music. So yeah. we've actually listened to your podcast on the road. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of like um, Radio Lab and, you know, all those good ones. Yes, those ones, they kind of have the monopoly on things. They're just so good. I mean, the the podcasting's yeah. blowing up and, and uh, it's really fun to be a part of it. And, and uh, um, I do the same thing on my commute to work and things like that. I put on other podcasts or when I'm doing, you know, dishes or whatever, I have it on a speaker going in the kitchen or it's just kind of a cool way to, to kind of, it's almost like you're sitting down with, with the two of us listening to a conversation, you know, in a coffee shop or something like you're kind of eavesdropping on someone you want to hear speak. Oh shit. Uh, Am I in the podcast right now? I thought this is the intro. (laughs) Yes, you are. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually right at the end because uh, I I want to to ask you one more thing, Jay. Is uh, what's coming up for Ol in uh, 2017? Um, I don't know. Um, I, not that I, I'm sure there's a plan in place. Um, I'm just not the guy to <laughs> ask. I'm I'm so short sighted when it comes to these things. I, I can tell you what we're gonna do in the next couple months. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, which is um. I think I mentioned it before, but just to, uh, I think we're going to work on a, another music video mm-hmm. and, um, and I think we are going to try to, um, get on a tour or do our own tour in late March. Okay. But, um, yeah, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, I suppose. Yeah. Awesome, Jay. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time with me today and, and coming on and chatting and. Uh, you know, I really enjoy these interviews with people I don't know because it 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 uh, I always find out so many things and 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 enjoy it. I, I wouldn't say more, but about the uh, you know I, I don't want to say more than than friends of mine that I have on. But it's really nice to meet someone new and just kind of uh, just uh, cut it up for a while. So yeah, I really um, enjoyed your your questions. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. I mean, I love talking about music and uh and i feel like um that you know this conversation was very much just about music and so i really like that awesome well i really appreciate that jay and and good luck to you in 2017 and and uh hopefully i'll be able to come see you guys and you make it out to portland awesome yes let's hang out right on man well take care and uh and uh we'll talk to you soon all right brother Bye. bye bye
guys that was my conversation with jay sakong from the band ole once again we are on peerpleasurepodcast.com we are on twitter and instagram check us out on adobe radio saturday nights at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific every week for a new guest we are really stoked to have you guys every week after week thank you so much for all the support and we'll see you next week thanks again This is Blasco, host of A New Level, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. In A New Level, I talk with my network of friends and colleagues who have worked with some of the biggest names in music, including Slayer, Pantera, Refused, Rob Zombie, and many more. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.